0: Hi. Welcome to Interrogatories with Josh Campson. This is your host, Josh Campson. Thanks for listening. Today, we have Frankie Ann Raphael and she is an estate planning attorney here in Montgomery County. And she talks to us about coffee, a lot of coffee talk in this episode. Not the coffee talk, oh, you know, all you can evolve. not that kind of coffee talk. A lot of talk about local coffee shops and becoming a regular at Starbucks. So listen to the conversation Hear about how someone decides to go into estate planning And what makes them make that choice. And I hope you enjoy. As always, remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time. Uh, Frankie, thanks for joining us on Interrogatories, I say, as you immediately take a sip of coffee. I see you've already gotten your Starbucks this morning.
1: Yes, yes, I did. I figured I'd warm up my voice before getting here.
0: (laughs) There you go. Now, do you... uh, You go somewhere to get your coffee every morning? Is that your routine?
1: Uh, It's become my routine since um, I passed the bar, which I'm not very happy about. Um, Before during law school, I actually never had any coffee. I only really drank tea and even then it was always like no caffeine. And um, I quit soda during law school, but now I'm kind of back to being a caffeine monster just to kind of handle the hours and everything.
0: So were you drinking caffeine before law school and then stopped?
1: Yeah, I used to um, drink a lot of um, Coke, uh, Coca-Cola and stuff like that. Um, And I had an unfortunate nickname in law school my first year. So um, I was was like, oh, Oh, no, um, it was (laughs) it was Coke Girl (laughs) because I drank much Coca Cola? So I'm like, I don't want to be known as that. I'm quitting soda, and um, I only really drink like Sprite and that type of soda, from which still has no caffeine, but it's now turned into a Starbucks uh, small addiction. I found out today that I've um, they start to recognize me now. I just have to walk in and they hand me my stuff and it and I go. And I told the lady this morning. I was like, I feel like it's bad that you know my name. And she's like, no, no, we love our regulars. And I'm like, that's still to my point. I don't think it's good that you know me, but I always like going.
0: So let me, I'm going to back that up and unpack it for a second. So your name was Coke Girl. And was this to your face? I mean, we had names for people in law school that we didn't tell them, obviously. But I'm assuming one of your friends said, hey, you know, people call you Coke Girl.
1: Yeah. Um, it was actually my, uh, this one guy named Cody, he was like, yeah, you always have like a Coke in your hand. He's like, I'm going to have to start calling you Coke girl. I'm like, no, don't do that. No. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing it ever again. I have water all the time. And I just, uh, kept to, just kept to my regular name from there on out. But.
0: Did you think quitting the cocaine would also help?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Hopefully,
0: That's good. It was a good incentive, you know? So uh, now I noticed that that's not a small coffee you're drinking. That's a pretty large coffee. What's your coffee uh, order there? Is it like a fancy fruit fruit drink? You're drinking it black. What's the situation?
1: So you only saw half of my order, but the one, this is actually tea. And then I have this. So I have like a grande and a venti. Um, so,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. so just so everyone, this is an audio, but we're doing this on video. And Frankie is now double fisting caffeinated drinks. Um, we'll get into your employer in a second, but I feel like you got to work about, you know, you're going to have some issues here. You're young. You're going to, you're going to get an ulcer drinking this much, uh, caffeine.
1: Yeah, probably. I'm in the middle of kind of moving out of my parents' house, um, into my boyfriend's house. So it's kind of, I'm up really late I'm doing a bunch of work and trying to do a bunch of networking. Um, cause it's how my work kind of functions is I have my own practice inside of a small practice. Um, I work at the Fleischman law firm. So when Craig hired me, he wanted me to be more of a, uh, kind of building up a practice for like elder law and estate planning. So a lot of my stuff, I'm the first attorney in my family, so I don't have a lot of connections. So I've been more involved. I've been trying to, um, network and everything like that. So a lot of my time is just constantly go, go, go. And um, all my weekends and nights are filled up with moving, so it's that's why I'm for the double fisting. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I have like water, and it's fine, but it's it's always late nights, just trying so, to get something
0: done. So you graduated law school during the pandemic.
1: Yes. Yeah. Where did you go to law school? I went to Widener Commonwealth in Harrisburg.
0: I've noticed. Is that a name change? It used to just be Widener. Was it always Widener Commonwealth?
1: Yeah. So there's two Wideners and we're like the sister satellite school. Um, The Widener is, I think it's in Chester or um, Delco. I can't, I think it's Chester. Um, So that one is just Widener University School of Law. And then we're Widener Commonwealth, which I think the name change was only a couple years ago. So it's a whole different Um, school. It's like, yeah, it's a whole different school. And originally this satellite campus was created by a lot of the legislators in the area who wanted to, like go to law school kind of understand about the laws that they were making and it originally started as a um like a night school because they would work during the day making laws and then they'd go to law school so now they've expanded it to every day and um, I actually have my official uh, ceremony graduation tomorrow Um, so it's tomorrow morning which is nice they have something in person it's on campus so that's also another thing to add to my weekend (laughs)
0: but yeah Who's the speaker? Anyone fancy?
1: I, I have no idea. Um, I don't even know if we have somebody. Um, there's, there's limited info, information that's coming out, but um, it's something that's in person. I get to walk across the stage. I get the whole like cap and gown. I get like the weird little hat. And that's all I really wanted. I just wanted to be able to like walk across the stage and just shake hands and have my parents watch me because they've been a big help throughout my entire life.
0: You say get the cap and gown, I mean, you had to pay for it, right?
1: Yeah, and it's a yeah. rental. But yeah. I just want to be, <laughs> wear it and have a poofy little hat and take pictures, and then that's it. Because most of my most of last year, graduating, passing the bar, it was uh, very uneventful. Um, like it's it's great and it's wonderful, and I did all these things, but graduation was. I watched a video with my family. My dad was down in Florida working, so. It was all, was on FaceTime and we watched it and I got to write a little message and then that's, that's how I graduated.
0: Anticlimactic, right?
1: (laughs) Very anticlimactic. And even when like I passed the bar and I took the oath, I took it in a used car dealership because that was the closest notary. And I had to start doing like bill hours and being an attorney as soon as possible. I, I already had a client or two. So even that it just wasn't like, you know, you normally get to go to a courtroom and just say the oath and you're like, "Ah, this is so official." But this it was just kind of it was very anticlimactic and I'm I'm happy. I'm very happy I went through it and I've done it, but I wish I wish it was something more. I've always kind of felt that way.
0: Yeah. So when you graduated, the bar was not in July. Tell take us through that adventure.
1: So originally, it's normally in July, February and July, but because of the pandemic, they were, the Pennsylvania Board of Law Examiners were debating about when to have it, whether it should be online or if we could be in person, and a lot of people were opting for online. There was even talks about diploma privilege, which was if you pass law school, you kind of automatically would be able to practice. You already kind of passed the bar in a sense because you have the diploma privilege just because of how difficult and emotionally draining it was for the pandemic. But they eventually opted for an online format and they originally pushed it to, I think it was September 30th. And then they're like, all right, pandemic's still bad. Let's push it one more month. So they pushed it till I think it was October 17th. Um, and it was a two-day test um, and each day or I think it was a three-day test actually each day you had um, the first day was essays so you had the it still had this general same format the essays were the same and multiple choice questions they actually reduced them to 100 instead of the 200 that you normally take and that was the second day and the third day was essays so I actually took it in my office, uh, and I studied in my office up until then. I studied for from, let's see, May until October, just kind of nonstop studying, and it was very draining, (laughs) to say the least. I I actually had to find um, an alternate spot, which was lucky that I actually got this job so I could could study, because studying at home was just crazy. Um, my parents have a lot of dogs, so it was constant noise. They have a bird. It just was, I couldn't focus.
0: How many dogs <laughs> are we talking about in this house?
1: <laughs> so, um, over actually over the past year, um, they I had to put a couple down just because of, uh, health related issues. But, um, originally when I was studying for the bar, there was six of them. Cause I also had my dog and now they're down to, let's see, there's Darcy, Amber, Uh, Ritzy, and Amelia. So they have four. Um, My family is very big into animals. It's mostly my mom. My dad would tell you that he just kind of has accepted it and deals with it. And it is what it is. Along
0: for the ride, as many husbands and fathers are.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you graduate
0: law school, you're studying for the bar. And were you doing one of the, you know, when we graduated law school, we did Barbary or Themis or any of these programs. And it kind of had a Almost kind of similar to if anyone does like endurance sports, you kind of have an arc where you train, 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 and then you kind of, when the test is approaching, are a little bit more relaxed, you know, you take maybe a few days before the test, you know, it's an arc of intensity, but yours okay. seems to have, I'm assuming, kept changing. Did they, did you use a program? <laughs> did they have to keep changing the program? How did all of that work?
1: So oh, I used Themis actually, and they still had all the programs and a lot of the programs were still taking into account the, how it was changing, how the exam was going to be held. And a lot of them still had the same advice of like, you know, if you're working through the exam, you should write out um, these types of strategies to understand the different property interests. And with the exam, since it was all online, you we weren't allowed to write anything down. You could write stuff on like the performance test, but even I didn't find that helpful at all. So I just kind of went through like acting like I didn't have anything. And they had like a little uh, spot that you could put like the notes in, but which I used it as much as I could. But it was very difficult for the essays and it was actually kind of helpful because everything was still online with Themis. So it kind of prepared you for taking this huge exam online and I was I got in contact to the people and most of my studying probably happened in July and September, kind of the last couple months before the exam actually happened. And I because of everything kind of being like May, I started studying like really hard right off the bat. And then they're like, well, we might push it back. So am I right then? I took like a couple of days. If I needed like a rest or I just felt like I was getting burnt out, I'd take a couple of days and then come back to it, which was nice because I actually had the time to do that instead of going from just May to July when I'd actually have to take it. So a lot of it was doing the actual materials wasn't as difficult as kind of managing my mental health and managing just being able to get things done. And that seems to kind of be the whole theme for me for quarantine and everything.
0: Were you working this time during this time too?
1: So I originally started out not having a job until July, um, which is when I got hired at the Fleishman law firm. And then I was working part-time, probably I had to work at least 20 hours a week because I turned 26 over the summer. So I didn't have health insurance and I had to work 20 hours to get the health insurance. So I had 20 hours plus whatever time I spent studying, which was pretty much every night, every weekend, um, kind of what you expect it to be when you're actually studying for the bar. So a lot of it, I just, it was a balance that I have no idea how I accomplished. And I don't hope I never have to balance that again. Um, I've always been surprised about how I've handled dealing with things like in law school I worked Two jobs um at the same time going full time and actually got a third internship that I was dealing with and I somehow was able to balance it, came out with pretty decent grades. I was happy with them and yeah, just I'm constantly surprised by how much I can push myself, which I know I'll look back on this time and be like, how did I ever do any of this? But it's definitely crazy.
0: So how'd you you said you do estate planning uh and estate administration? How'd you end up in that area?
1: So I actually wanted to do that, wanted to get into this area since I was in college. Um, I've kind of always wanted to be a lawyer and mostly my interest kind of came from watching Law & Order with my family. Um, that's literally our, my family's go-to show. Um, we watch it constantly. And I quickly realized after getting into some internships and um, externships throughout college that I want nothing to do with criminal law And kudos to the people that can. I just, I can't. It's too much for me. So in college, when I was thinking about going to law school and kind of doing those steps, I was thinking about where I wanted to end up and what law I wanted to practice. So during that time, my uh, grandparents, they were in their um, early nineties and they actually had gotten really sick. Uh, My grandmother had a fall and um, her health just declined very rapidly and there was actually, um, an attorney, uh, John Fleece at Ruben Glickman Steinberg Gifford, who was, as my mom will call him an absolute godsend. He got their estate planning completely figured out in a matter of like a few weeks. Um, uh, my grandmother eventually had to go into, um, a nursing home and had to, um, have every have her care managed and everything like that. And eventually she passed, I think it was like three or four months after she got her will done. And uh, John was great, he was amazing. He went to their house just to make everyone's life easier and he was absolutely wonderful. And um, my grandfather moved up to live with us and he eventually entered a nursing home um, close to where my parents live. And um, he passed away within I think a year and a half of when my grandmother passed. So it was, or I think a little less than a year actually, now that I'm thinking back time wise. Um, and they handled the estate of um, both of my grandparents. And they, my mom to this day still talks about how it was such an easy process for John to handle, like they, he handled everything, the firm handled everything. And my mom just got the time that she needed to grieve. And um, she's internally grateful for it. So I'm hoping that by, doing this for other people that I can give them the same exact relief that my mom had and giving them the time that they actually can grieve and deal with this life change that they that's probably one of the worst times of their lives especially if it's their parents
0: well you're a better person than me that's for sure so you Mm -hmm. it's interesting so when you were in law school you kind of pivoted and said you know what this is having seen this from the other side this is what I want to do. And this is the service I want to provide to people.
1: Yeah. And actually I have my first state administration case and I, um, I went, I went to the bank with my client the other day, her husband had passed and she was saying how, you know, it's been really hard and she has to be a caregiver to her mom at the same time. And I just kind of thought back to when I was in college and I, and my mom was dealing with all this stuff and my mom was really stressed and she just, it was just a constant burden. So I could really relate to her. And I was telling my client about like, this was my mom's situation. I completely understand. Like, I know I'm not going to completely like get it to the point that like I being a caregiver, but I, I understand, I know how hard it is and like, I'm there for you, whatever you need. And I'm helping her check things off her list. And she's, she just said that I made the process easier and I'm like, I'm, I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. And it just was, Makes me very happy that I'm very grateful I'm in this position where I'm in.
0: Yeah. And how'd you end up hooking up with the Fleischman firm? Just job ad filled, yeah. normal route? Um,
1: yeah. I actually got really lucky with it. Um, it was a, he posted on indeed.com and um, I found a job on like a Friday and I'm like, ah, I should apply for that. And then I waited till the next day and the job posting was gone. And I like, I talked to my dad freaking out. I'm like, I, this was like, it was perfect. He was looking for someone who wanted to do estate planning, um, but not be litigation adverse, which that's like, that's me. Um, I, I don't mind. I'll do anything. I'm good at public speaking and I can do litigation work. I'd be happy to do it. So my dad's like, just send him an email and send him a letter. We'll get like nice paper. And I wrote everything up applied and, uh, Craig called me on Monday they come in for an interview and the rest is kind of history so
0: nice well and you're liking it so far I mean I guess you kind of have to sit because you're still there right you're sitting in the office now
1: <laughs> yeah is, um, is that do. who's standing
0: behind you <laughs>
1: yeah. no he's on the other side on the opposite side of the camera so ah. if I keep looking up that's why
0: <laughs> is he right, but, right there we're joking right yes, you don't I share do. an office okay <laughs>
1: no no I have my own office which is a first for me. A lot of my experience has been either out in like the lobby by being the secretary or legal assistant, or being in like a big, um, like only having like a cubicle that I share with all of the other students. So, no, I absolutely love it here. It's um, I kind of I have my own flexible schedule. I can kind of do whatever I want to do and whatever I need to do to get things finished. And as long as I do that stuff. Um, Craig's happy and I'm happy. And um, he's been really helpful and kind of guiding me through dealing with things as like a new associate. Yeah. I mean, I'm only a couple months under under the belt, like probably five months if I'm calculating it correctly. Um, but it's it's really helpful. And it's um, he's teaching me ways of how to run uh, a practice eventually um, in the hopes that maybe I'll open my own or just kind of generally understanding how things work. Um, so it's, um, I'm loving my time here, it's great.
0: Awesome, It's good to hear. It's always nice to hear a lawyer that likes their job.
1: Yeah. Which is always, <laughs> I, a, love you know,
0: I think too many lawyers don't like their jobs, but you know, that's okay. So yeah. uh, have you listened to this podcast before? It's okay if you haven't.
1: I have. okay. No, I have, I have. In, pre- in preparation for this, I actually listened to um, Greg Giffords, um, cause I, I know him and he's one, of my, he's one of my favorite guys in the area.
0: Oh okay. Uh, so now's where we turn to the important part of the podcast where I ask you our lightning round questions, or I'm not even lightning round. I'll call it um, quicker round questions. And the first is the most important, which is the Oxford comma. Do you know what it is, and do you use it?
1: So the Oxford comma is just to check my clarification, that's when you add the comma so you have like a series of things, so A, B, C, and D. The comma would go after after A, B, C, and then- Comma
0: D and go. D, yeah. Yes.
1: So I use them because um, it's firm policy. <laughs> and I think it just looks nicer. Um, even though like I know I, it's an extra thing, but I've kind of always done it even throughout law school. So it was a nice, it being firm policy it was just nice to kind of <laughs> go continue using it.
0: Your firm has a writing policy?
1: It's um, unofficial, but- okay. Um, it's what I've picked up in terms of experience.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good mentoring you've got there. Uh, What is something that people are obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of?
1: Oh, um, TikTok. I don't, I don't get it. Um, My mom is actually, she loves it. She sends me videos all the time. And I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe it's because I don't have time (laughs) to like sit and watch videos, but I just, I just, I don't get it. And I don't get the dances that go along with it. They're cool. And like the people doing them, that takes a lot of technique, but I just, it's too much time for me.
0: It was the exact opposite of the interview we did about two weeks ago with Rachel Reese, who is a TikTok influencer. So stay tuned. This episode will come up, come out after that. And then the two of you can just, I don't know, fight or something.
1: Uh, <laughs> sounds, I'm pretty scrappy, so.
0: Yeah, and she's tall, so I don't know.
1: Um, I'm pretty tall. Okay. I mean, I'm not like six feet, but
0: heel. Yeah, there you go. And when she's from Florida, so you never know with a Florida person. <laughs> That's true. Do you have any superstitions?
1: Um, not really. Like, I, I don't really, no, I don't really, I don't really have anything. I'm kind of just living life flying by the seat of my pants.
0: That's fair. What's the weirdest tradition your family has?
1: Um probably the first thing that comes to mind is um my family like quotes things a lot but it's not like just movie quotes and things from tv shows but it'll be like um things that like childhood friends have said and to people who are just kind of either joining the family as a boyfriend or a girlfriend they're always kind of like that's that's a little weird um and otherwise I think it's probably the amount of pets that we have and the amount of animals but that's that's the only thing that comes to mind right now.
0: Well, hey, that's, that's pretty unique, I would say. Six dogs and, you know, quoting your ex-boyfriend's lines to your current boyfriend, you know, how funny the previous guy was, et cetera. You know, I, I get I'm, I'm sure my wife will get that when she brings home her second husband, um, <laughs> you know, because they'll have liked me better, et cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. What's something you hate, but you wish you loved?
1: Um, oh, waking up early. I just, I don't, I hate it. I don't like, I would love to be able to wake up at like five go and exercise for an hour, but I am like the most miserable person in the morning. And if I have like, it's probably in part because of not having caffeine, but, um, I just am always miserable. I don't like being woken up. I just, I would, if I could sleep all day in bed and get paid to do it, I would do it.
0: That's a different kind of job. Uh, uh, Illegal kind of job. So, you know, I think you're on a better path as an attorney. Uh, What's something you get wrong almost every time you do it?
1: It's probably something to do with spelling. And um, the first one that comes to mind is (laughs) writing statute. (laughs) I I always write it as statute. And I've had it corrected many times. And it still has not changed.
0: You can set up an autocorrect for that.
1: Yeah, I need to do that.
0: Because how often are you going to write the word statute? You know what I mean?
1: That's true. That is very true.
0: Or you can get a uh, text expansion program that if you just type ST, it'll fill in the whole word.
1: Oh, Look at that. Yeah, much easier. I'll save time. My clients exactly. Will love it. exactly.
0: Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
1: Oh, um, that is easy. My parents have raised me under this... Um, under this advice of always do your best. Um, And if your best is not good good enough, it is what it is. And you did what you came there to do. So my parents raised me to always just give the best that I possibly can. And if it came that I got a, a C or a D or I failed something, it is what it is. And I found that that's really helped me in my legal career that the amount of time that I put into something, even if it 100% goes awry, I'm just happy that I did everything that I possibly could do. And it, I, I did it. That's all that counts.
0: That's great advice. Uh, we'll leave it there. Frankie, where can people find you if they're looking for you?
1: Oh, you can contact me at um, my email or um, which you can find at FleischmanLawFirm.com, which Fleischman is spelled F-L-E-I-S-C-H-M-A-N-N, and then lawfirm.com. Um, you can read about me some more. Um, I also uh, will be contributing more to the sidebar as well, so my information will be there too.
0: Excellent. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, hopefully it was pretty painless.
1: Yeah, very, very painless.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Interrogatories with Josh Campson. This podcast is a production of the Montgomery Bar Association in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Views expressed during the podcast are those of the participants and not their employers or the Montgomery Bar Association. No content in this podcast should be construed as legal advice. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Interrogatories, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave us that five-star rating and review. For more information, visit us at www.montgomerybar.org.